Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. What is up, everyone? This is David with MBS Fitness Radio. I'm here with my buddy, uh, Morgan Cox. Morgan Cox um, is a Memphis native. He has been a long snapper in the NFL. Uh, he's in his junior 11th or 12th season. 13th. 13th season. That gum. Uh, in his 13th season uh, in the NFL. I barely keep track anymore. Do you? <laughs> um, he was 11 years with the Ravens. He's now in his second year. With the Titans, um, Morgan and I went to high school together, uh, and then we have been uh, working together in the off season uh, for four years now. Um, we kind of mirror each other in our family dynamics, and that uh, we both have three kids, uh, two boys, and then a little daughter, and they kind of go alternating years. So Morgan had his first, I had my se- I had my first, he had his second, I had my second, and I beat him on the third. Beat me on the third. <laughs> and uh, so uh, today we're going to talk about um, athletic development and specifically um, with regards to like how we kind of envision it with regards to our kids. So like, I think where we are in our lives, we have a little bit different perspective. <clears throat> you are a professional athlete, um, have, have been doing athletics like your entire life. Um, my background is a sports development coach, so I've been involved in developing athletes basically uh, my entire adult life. And so I think we have a, a unique perspective when it comes to, and, and, and we're also dads, right? Uh, so we have a little bit of a unique perspective probably when it comes to like athletic development. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, so first, Morgan, why don't you kind of give a little history on like what your training looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean before, like my athletic development? Over the yeah. Years. Like, yeah. What, what does your athletic development look like from youth to, uh, to high school, to college, and then, and now in the pros? Yeah. So, I mean, young age, I did all the sports, I, you know, uh, basketball, baseball, uh, played a little golf, soccer, Um, and that's, I'm talking really young and, and not competitive. Um, uh, the not competitive part being, um, something we we can touch on later, but, um, as I, as I, uh, developed a little bit, uh, in baseball, I got a little bit better. I still wasn't, I wasn't playing super often, like, like a, uh, like in competitive league. So I wasn't getting as much exposure, um, to, uh, one individual sport as much as I was just playing all the sports. Um, and, and, you know, really just, just kind of being a kid, having fun. Um, you know, when I was coming up through sports and developing and stuff, um, the, the two things that my parents would say to me after games was, uh, did you have fun and did you try your best? And, uh, and then they would emphasize how much they love me. And so, uh, and I always had my mom and dad were, they always showed up. They were always there. My dad was at my first football practice when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And then, um, and, the, and my grandfather would always show up. So it was always a family affair. Um, and then same thing with my, my brother and my sister, when she played, when she dabbled 
and some basketball. Um, then, uh, you know, as I, as, as I started playing football a little more seriously, um, I played baseball again. Uh, you know, I'm a proficient thrower, proficient catcher, proficient, uh, you know, hitter of baseballs. I could never, you know, I never could hit a curveball. Uh, so I didn't, I never got good enough to do that, but, um, what, what position did you play in baseball? I was first base and I played a little okay. bit of outfield. Um, I played a lot of church league ball, so I had exposure to it, but I wasn't, uh, I'm, I wasn't even playing, you know, two or three times a week I was playing, you know, and on Saturdays and stuff. And, and to me, that was, that was what was fun. I got to play with friends. Same thing with basketball. As I got into high school, I didn't make the basketball team. Um, uh, um, to this day, I don't claim to be a very uh, a great athlete by any stretch. Um, uh, and uh, in, in high school, it was the same same kind of deal. I didn't make the basketball team. So me and a bunch of friends, we, we played church league ball uh, and had a great time doing it. I mean, it, that that to me, I look back on those memories and, and uh, those are as special to me as, you know, playing for my high school team or whatever, uh, because that's, that's what I was exposed to. Um, but, um, you know, playing, playing high school football to me was, was, uh, was special because I got to, I got to be on the team. I got to develop a uh, lot of, uh, different talents and stuff. Uh, and, and, in football to me, it, it kind of incorporates so many different, so many different sports. Um, and we can dive into that a little bit more, but, Obviously, as I started to see, you know, the kind of the horizon was, hey, you're going to be a long snapper um, as when you leave college. Obviously, my focus went on that and I, I was I'm much more specialized. But even within that specialization uh, of long snapping, I'd have other skills like blocking and running and uh, tackling, which um, I dabble in occasionally during a season. So, yeah. Once a year. So, um, no, it was, uh, I, I look back on my, uh, athletic career, I guess, uh, for, for all the way back and think I played a lot of different, I dabbled in a lot. Um, so what, yeah, so you're, you're a multi-sport athlete. Uh, did you play high school baseball? No, I tried out and my, I blame it on, uh, the flu. I had the flu the week of tryouts. Um, it wasn't the flu. It was, I just wasn't good enough. Um, uh, but, uh, coach Hines, uh, came to me after tryouts and said, uh, you know, he, he kind of let me down easy. You know, Morgan, I appreciate you coming out and, and, and trying hard and stuff. But I really think, uh, I really think football is your future. And, uh, <laughs> we had no idea at the time how, how true that was, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, he, he was right. And I took it, I took it as well as I could. I mean, it, yeah. it was, I still went and played church ball. I still played on those Saturdays and, and, and got to have fun and um, hit, you know, 55 mile an hour fastballs and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but, it, but I had, I had a great time and, and uh, coach Hans was right. Football is my future. Um, so in college, was there, a, there, was there a shift? Were you able to play? I mean, I know for us, like we couldn't play intramurals or anything in college. So like for, for me, um, college was kind of my first shift into a single sport athletics. I, like I said, I played multi-sport all the way through high school. <clears throat> um, 
the colleges are for the first kind of shift into like singular sport focus. Mm-hmm. That kind of same for you. Um, we actually don't know. I actually, to this day, don't know if we were allowed to play intramurals, but I did play intramurals. <laughs> um, I just didn't, you know, I, again, I kind of go back. Like I, I just didn't want to give up that, uh, those skills that I'd learned over the years, uh, and, and by skills, I, I don't mean that I was an expert by any stretch, but, it, but it, I've always viewed sports as, a, as a, um, as a way to, uh, uh, enjoy something with friends, be a part of a team, that kind of stuff. I've never viewed it in the, um, in the sense that, um, it, it just, it worked out this way, but I've never viewed it in the sense that like, I, I would take it, um, professionally. And, and, and I think that's what's helped me enjoy the journey so much is because I get to go in that locker room and, uh, and enjoy the, the, well, now men in the locker room, uh, and, and enjoy the, the, the camaraderie that we have after we win a game, after we, you know, have a tough training session, after we have a tough practice. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what makes it fun for me. And it was never about like, uh, I, I have to achieve this, this, and this in order to, to be happy with it. I'm happy because I, I've made lifelong friends, um, throughout the time that I've, I've been playing. Um, uh, what intramural sports did you play? Basketball. I think I played a little bit of, uh, of, uh, football or maybe I helped with it. I can't remember, but then, uh, and I played, <laughs> some, I played some, uh, softball, baseball. Okay. Stuff too. Yeah. Dang, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were, it was a big no, no for us. There's like, oh, you really? cannot play, <laughs> you cannot play, uh, not to say that guys, like guys were playing. Oh, I think, yeah. I think guys were playing intramural basketball. And I think someone like, you know, broke their ankle. And then that was like, no more intramural. Sports. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, all right. So looking back on that, what are the things you're like, first kind of said, like, what are the things that you're, you're happy with your, your, um, that you're glad that you did like what kind of elements um, that you're like, I wouldn't change that at all. I'm glad that went down the way it did. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, uh, what, what I tell people about football, um, is I personally don't think that you need to play. I mean, we just had a team meeting. Um, I don't think you need to play football like from age 10 in order to make it in the NFL. Uh, we just had a team meeting and, uh, let's see, uh, two, maybe three of the guys said that they didn't start playing football until their senior year of high school. Uh, one coach said he never played, uh, um, high school football, but got, but he got a different, uh, a division one football scholarship. I mean, and, and to, to kind of expand on that, uh, football incorporates so many different, uh, skill sets. Uh, so I tell people play soccer because you learn spacing, you learn, um, uh, foot control and, uh, uh, what is it? Foot eye coordination. Um, you learn, um, how to make runs, how to see the field basketball, you learn athleticism. You have to move in all sorts of ways in basketball. You have to, if you're a big man, you have to use leverage down low, um, uh, in the same token, wrestling a, a lot of offensive linemen play uh, or, or wrestle um some of the best ones some of the best offensive linemen in the history of the game were nationally ranked or or, or champions in in wrestling um 
uh, baseball, you underthrow so many of the uh, pitchers, not pitchers, uh, quarterbacks and stuff have have baseball backgrounds um, because you learn again, you learn that flexibility, you learn the follow through, you learn the acceleration through uh, through the throw, um, you learn catching and accuracy, hand eye coordination. I mean, you can very quickly figure out who played baseball and who, uh, you know, generally learned to throw on a football team. I mean, some of the best athletes you'll ever see move in space are on a football team, yet you put a baseball in their hands and you would think that, you know, they're five years old just learning how to figure it out. They've just, they've taught their body a certain way to move for so long and they've never learned that, you know, turn your shoulder, you know, rear your arm back and, and throw it that way. So like, you know, somebody like me is kind of a jack of all trades, master of none to a degree, uh, technically master of one. Um, um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I've learned, I learned to throw, I learned to shoot. Um, I learned to do all uh, several things decently well. And I think all of those kind of come together in, um, in your, uh, in your football skill set, so to speak. So, I mean, I can go through a lot of different sports. I mean, lacrosse, same type of thing is like you're, you're again, moving in space, uh, tennis, you're lear- learning quick feet and, and recovering quickly, getting in a square stance. Like I know enough about other sports that I can, I can see the skill set that it, that it requires uh, to be good at that or to be proficient at that, that you can bring into football. And so, um, that's why I tell as many people as possible that, um, exposure, expose kids to as much as you possibly can when they're young. Um, because there is, there is, and I, I don't have any studies. I, I've read some, some stuff about it, but I don't have any studies off the top of my head about, about it. But I know that, that up to a certain point in, in your life cycle, um, you have a certain, uh, I think it's neuroplasticity that is just off the charts until you're, you hit like basically puberty, I think is around the time that, um, that it starts to, to decline. And I'd say decline, that doesn't just drop off the table, but you, you have a window that you have a window to teach kids to learn how to move in certain ways. Um, that that's the best time that they're going to work the least amount, um, relatively speaking, uh, work the least amount to get that type of flexibility. I think of golf, um, where let's say, you know, I don't know how much golf you've played. You've never, you haven't expressed a ton of, of interest in it when I talk about it. So, uh, but if you're to start playing right now is with your background in powerlifting, you've taught your body to move in a certain way for so, so long. And if you try and go play golf, it's going to take you a lot longer to find that flexibility that it requires to move through your torso and spin and, and hold a backswing versus, you know, let's say you had, you maybe started at eight, nine, 10 years old and you learned it then maybe you took a break for 10 years or whatever, but it, it wouldn't take as long to, to bring that skill set back or bring that flexibility back, um, to, to, uh, to, to, to be good or whatever, to recover. So that's why I say expose as much. And yes, yeah, so eventually specialization kind of takes, um, uh, takes a role in, in being great at a specific thing, but exposure, exposure, exposure. Yeah. I remember studying, uh, several decades ago, the, um, the Eastern black countries realized that, especially with gymnastics, uh, that it was the easiest time for the kids, 
or for their athletes to learn the skills of gymnastics was pre-puberty. Mm-hmm. And then once they were going through puberty, it was very difficult for them to learn new movements because their body dimensions were changing so rapidly. So you can think like it's very hard to learn how to do a backflip if you're gaining, you know, an inch every three months. Like you're, and mm-hmm. and then like, and it's not like you're gaining an inch linearly. It's like your legs are gaining an inch, and then the next everywhere, month, you know, <laughs> this is going to gain all an your inch. levers changed. Every like everything changes. Yeah, constantly. And, and, yeah. So what so, they would do is they would teach them all the fundamental skills that they would need in gymnastics. Now, like they would teach them how to do backflips. They would teach them how to do, um, you know, different skills from the bar. And they, they weren't doing the giant combinations and the powerful um, uh, multi multi movement as, as they would eventually do. But pre puberty, they would learn all the movements, and then throughout mm-hmm. puberty, they would build strength and maintain those movements. And so, yeah, for sure. It is easier to learn um, to move properly pre-puberty and then uh, maintain that through puberty. And, and just like anything else, it's not to say that at 40 years old, you can't learn how to do something, but it's, uh, it's, it is easier to learn it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I – uh, go ahead. I think something else that plays into it is, is just your, your willingness to just try movement too because, I mean, like – you and I are 30, 35, 36. And, you know, to try and, you know, stretch out and, and, and sprint, it just takes, it's just different. Like, and, and, uh, you know, as kids, you're just like, yeah, sure. I'll go jump off that box or whatever. And I'm probably not going to feel, uh, vibrations through my body for (laughs) five minutes. You know I mean? It just, uh, it just, you're the fear factor, is almost non-existent in, in a lot of ways. And so uh, to twist and move is just, it's so easy. And and to, to that point, I, I, I'm glad you brought up uh, uh, gymnastics because I mean, I've heard so many things, so many great things about just starting in gymnastics, just learning body control and how much that uh, plays a factor down the road. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do gymnastics, but, but my cousin did and I, it would probably take him, uh, you know, a couple of weeks cause he hasn't done it in a while, but doing a standing back tuck, he used to do it, be able to do a standing back tuck, um, on command and, you know, at 35 years old, it would be tough for him right now, but it, it would take him a whole lot less time to get a standing back tuck back versus me trying to learn it for the first time at 35 years old. I might break something. He would just be sore for a couple of days. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think one of the, one of the, Things I'm glad I did with playing all the different sports was building a bit of an appreciation for for all the different sports and um, and not necessarily finding my identity all in kind of one sport. Because I played I played um, basketball, baseball, uh, football at the time. Soccer really wasn't as big as it is now. So I didn't play. I mean, I played soccer like in church league a couple of times, but I never played like, um, I, I didn't play it multi seasons, but I did play mm-hmm. hockey, hockey, multiple seasons. Gosh. Yeah. You talk <laughs> and, about uh, a, a, a skill set. I mean, man, I marvel at hockey players. Yeah. What they can do is unbelievable. Um, and, uh, what I think it kind of did was it, it, it like looking back now at 35, 
Like I feel a, a much higher level of confidence than I think a lot of other mid 30 year olds would feel just being able to like go out and do stuff. Like I never played tennis, but if like, Hey, you want to go play tennis? Like, yeah, I could, I feel like I could go play tennis. Not amazing, but like I would feel comfortable in my body to do it. Um, and then I just, like I said, I just an appreciation, um, or watching different people play different sports. Um, mm-hmm. like I have a more of an awareness of like, Oh, what's going on with that person while they do it. And I never, think because I was playing multiple sports when I like when I because like I, I didn't make a competitive baseball team like sixth or seventh grade something like that um it wasn't like it was sad but it wasn't like it didn't crush me because it was not right. like the only thing I had you know it was like oh yeah. dang I didn't make the team yeah. okay well I can go play hockey you know it was like uh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I didn't make um I didn't make my high school baseball team my freshman year and it was it was like golly that sucks but it wasn't like oh my gosh what is my future gonna be like now it was mm-hmm. like ah okay oh well i'll go play this sport this you know that, that, that yeah thing. yeah yeah i think and i think i somewhat touched on that before is like coach hines said you know high school team's not for you and it's like ah okay like I, you know I'll, I'll move on and just try and I'll find something else that that I've I've done or at some point, you know, if I'd yeah. focused entirely on and committed everything to baseball, that would have probably crushed me. Yeah. You know, and for some people it it, it uh like a like a Michael Jordan getting cut from your <laughs> freshman high school varsity team, you know, might create the drive to become the greatest basketball player in the entire world. But you know, from basically everybody else, you know, you, you know, it's, it's a tough blow to take. And so, um, so yeah, I, I agree. Just having something else to fall back on, so to speak, or, or just not finding your identity in that one thing. Yeah. Now, and burnout at, is a real thing. I mean, for sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, what are some things now of all that, what would you change when you look back where you're like, ah, I kind of wish I had done that a little bit. Um, it would be, it would be something like uh, I wish I wish I had gotten coached uh, more in golf. To be honest with you, like I, I, I look at my kids now and we kind of uh, uh, want them to to be coached in uh, in sports or skills um, that they'll be able to use for the rest of their lives. I'm gonna play golf until I'm. 95 years old if i make it that long um and so learning dance five right now i would love for him to have 90 years of golf because he can play 90 years of golf i'm the 0.001 percent maybe i don't know how many zeros it is of people to get to play football until they're 30 i'll be 36 this year um and so there's just a life cycle to this sport that's that you just kind of got to get what you can get as quickly as you can get it. Whereas like golf, I wish I had known at the time that, or, or, or considered at the time, like how long am I going to be able to play golf? So get good, get flexible, uh, swing as hard as you can when you're young. Um, so that when, when you get, when you, when you get to be older, uh, a lot of that motion is, is there uh, and and stuff like that. But I, how old were you when you first would, started playing golf? 
I started playing around like like 10, 11, 12. Uh, I can't remember exact uh, yeah. year, but my mom used to drop drop me off at, at Windyke and I'd uh, go to their summer camp and learn okay. learn golf. Yeah. I, I wish I had uh, taken it more seriously at the time uh, to be able to, to develop those skills so that, you know, I, I could be better now. Now, I'm not an awful golfer now. I just, you know, as I get older, like my interests and stuff have kind of declared themselves and in, in like I I enjoy playing golf. So I, I wish I'd done that more. Now I enjoy playing yeah. softball too. So I go out and I I, I play softball as you know with with friends at times and stuff. And so uh I'm glad that I developed those baseball skills. So I wouldn't yeah. give up anything that I did. I guess, you know, if anything, I would give up the TV time maybe that I had that I, you know, wish I had been swinging a golf club or, or competing in golf tournaments when I was young. Um, that kind of All right. Stuff. All right. I'll pick up golf. <laughs> and I like drinking beer. So, I mean, I think. Yeah. 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 I think. And this is this is maybe more of a reflection on both of ours kind of bent. Uh is that if I could change anything, I wish I had started doing like developmental like I wish I had been had coaching for like development at a at an earlier age. Because like I had sports development skills. Yeah. I went to uh-huh. a CBHS weightlifting camp in like seventh grade. I remember they had that. But it it was not. But now looking back, I'm like, <laughs> it's not, not really a development camp. Um, like I wish, I wish uh, I had been introduced to some of the weight room stuff at an earlier age under yeah. supervision. Because like uh-huh. I came, I started doing weight training all my own just from like literally reading bodybuilding magazines. So like when I look back, like my intro to athletic development was like me just doing like bodybuilding exercises all through high school. And it, I mean, I put on a lot of size, but right. I'm, like looking back, I'm like, I could have put on that same size just by eating the way I did. What if I had actually like squatted, benched, deadlifted mm-hmm. and done pull-ups and stuff instead of doing like tech flies and bicep curls. I'm like, right. I, I probably would have been a heck of a lot better overall athlete. Right. Had I spent my time actually doing some of that kind of stuff. Sure. I think um, something you said too would be uh, that that's so important is like is like proper supervision. I mean, when we you and I started working together four years ago, you taught me how to squat properly. I was thirty two at the time, and like, and and it's not that I didn't have like like good supervision over the time. I mean, I've been I've been through professional sports. You know, I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, you called ten- the University of Tennessee a professional sports. You know, I had professional coaches uh, that watched me squat for years and sit in, you know, back extension. And, I'd, and I've always wondered why my back always hurt. But then we kind of come in and I mean, our first like, day. Day one, oh, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> hey, you are doing that wrong. I'm like, well, what do you mean I'm doing that wrong? I'm I'm 32 years old. I've been lifting for you know, whatever it was, uh, 16, 17, 18 years, like I've been doing it this way for forever. Uh, and so again, like, like you, uh, we're one of the only animals on, 
on earth that loses mobility as we get older. And, and you just, you wonder like, um, you know, obviously it's sitting in chairs, that kind of stuff, but like having that kind of mobility and keeping that mobility in the proper ways to move when you're, when you're young. And just once you understand it, when you're young, you, you can recognize any kind of imbalances or, or problems that you have as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the benefit of me kind of, um, being in the weight room all the time young was like, I just, I just have gained more experience over a longer period of time. Um, and have like a, just a knowledge and awareness of stuff, but like same thing, like the, 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 the big chunk of that early period was completely unsupervised (laughs) and me figuring shit out on my own. And you're like, okay, well, if I got to where I got, just making shit up on my own. Uh, what would have been the case if someone, if I was coached by myself, <laughs> you know, at the time? Right, like, right. Yeah. And then we like with some of the kids that we work with, you know, you'll see them. I mean, they'll they'll double their squat, their bench, and the deadlift in like two year period. Sure. Uh, just thinking like Adam Wickham, yeah. like um, I'm like that gun, like man, like you. You went from being like kind of a okay high school, relatively strong kid to be like a freaking monster right. in two years. What would happen if, if you'd done that, started that in eighth grade or seventh grade and you had six years? Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. like, as, as, uh, being a, a strength coach, like that's my, uh, that's kind of my, like, That's my like art project where I'm just like, what would perfection look like? If we started this in like seventh, eighth grade, like what would that? Of course, I can't get anyone to like bring their kid in in seventh grade and train. Yeah. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. he's got a hundred baseball games this week, and the next week he's yeah. got another hundred, so he can't yeah. train. And you're like, uh. well, like, another one of the one of the, another one of the myths that I that I bought into when I was really young is you know uh, in sixth, seventh, eighth grade because. Um, I was, I was afraid to lift because of this kind of myth that I would, it would stunt my growth and all this yeah. stuff. And so like, but like you and I've talked about it before is like, if you have, if you start learning it at a, at a young age, and we're not talking about putting 400 pounds on a, on a sixth graders back, you're talking about, I mean, I mean, I've gotten as much out of air squats this year in a lot of our classes as I would putting a bunch of weight on my back. So like you're, you're not talking about, and, and kids can do pull-ups and, and um, jump rope and stuff. It's not, it's not that they have to power lift at sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, you might introduce those movements to them, but like a triple extension, pulling stuff off the ground. You talked about deadlifting and pulling stuff off the ground as being a basic skill that you have in life and just learning you know, the proper ways to do that so that you have this, uh, 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 foundation early on of, uh, this is what it's supposed to look like. And and then you just, you, you build and you, and you take off from there. Yeah. The, um, I got, I make, I make my kids still look, <laughs> I make them, <laughs> I make them double the kettlebells. I go, see how many times you can pick that up. Um, <laughs> what would you, so now that you have kids, like what's your kind of vision for them in athletics 
what are you going to like try to protect them from? What are you going to try to introduce them to? Um, I think I, I kind of touched on it before is like, I kind of want, I want them to be able to build, um, skills that they'll be able to have their whole life, that they'll be able to take into other sports, um, that they'll, uh, be able to involve, involve their friends with, uh, involve their family with. So, so, and again, I kind of go back, I know I keep going back to golf, but it's one of the things that we've kind of pigeoned to, um, uh, or, or, or picked for, uh, a family activity that we can go into together. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, hating on baseball by any stretch. Like there are kids that are great at baseball that need to pursue that skill. Um, what I'm kind of touching on is like, I, I just, I like the fact that, uh, golf is something that we can all participate in. We go on a vacation, uh, and we get to, you get to play in really cool places. The whole family gets to go out. So like, I'm really big on spending family time together. Uh, I grew up going to, uh, to my, my parents' lake house and, and, and enjoying like time there and going tubing and skiing and learning those kind of skills and stuff. And so, uh, it was, that was a special memory for me. So like, even though it wasn't technically a sport, it was important, uh, time to, to be together that we can, um, that, that, that we get to, to, to make memories, so to speak. And so as my brother went to, um, competitive baseball, we love to get to spend time together, but, um, you know, we, we sacrifice so to speak, uh, time, uh, at, at the lake house. And that's, I have great memories of watching my brother round bases and, and, and cheering him on winning championships when he was young. Um, but it, but I think, um, as we go forward, just one of the things or some of the things that, that Lauren and I have kind of picked is stuff that we can spend together and develop skills together as a family, whether it be golf, tennis, basketball, um, you know, we have, those are the ones that we've kind of picked so far. And so, um, would you like yeah, your kids to play competitive baseball? Uh, to, to a degree, I don't know that we'll spend every weekend in South Haven, Mississippi. So, you know, like we'll, we'll, uh, I'm content with them, uh, being, um, being, being good at the sport and enjoying it. But, but, uh, it would be, you know, it would take away from again, like, like family time if, if we're, you know, taking Daniel to, you know, a baseball tournament and, you know, Jonah and Ruby hang back together. Now I want, I don't want to hold kids back by any stretch, but, it, but as of, as of right now, we haven't gotten into it yet, but I, I want to be able to, for everybody to be involved and no one kind of fall uh, through the cracks. So if yeah. Daniel and Jonah are playing competitive baseball, basketball or something like that, that's again, if they develop those skills for it, um, I don't want Ruby to fall through the cracks where she's um, she's you know not playing the sport, and so we're not going to watch her do this and that. Now, if she is a talented musician, or if she does end up being um, uh, great at, at basketball or whatever, it's it's something that we can do together, and that's and, and that's kind of our approach to to parenting, really. I guess is, is what I'm more speaking on is like stuff that that we can spend time together on. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, 
I thought a lot about this. I kind of like the way I've kind of said it was <clears throat> one, uh, when I want to ensure financially, I can take pay for all my kids to go to college so that there is no, um, there's no pressure on them to earn, earn themselves into college. In other words, like our, sure. our collegiate investment is, is, is through monetary investments, not through sports mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. activity. But there's, uh, the other thing was that, um, I won't, I don't want my kids to play any competitive sports until probably middle school. And then I won't let them, I won't let them play a competitive sport more than one season until high school. Just kind of my, like, like, you're saying you don't want to play them back to back to back, like baseball. Like you, can, a lot you of cannot, you cannot be as, all year. Yeah. You can play, you can play competitive baseball. That you're going to yeah. play, play. in seventh grade, you want to play competitive baseball. You can. It's just you're going to play in the spring. Yeah. In the fall, you're going to play a different sport. In the winter, you're going to play a different sport, or you're going to do a different yeah. activity. We're not playing summer ball, right. fall ball, winter ball. Now, right. Here's the tough part about that, is that now there's so much pressure. Like a coach will probably tell you, well, if you're not going to play, if you ain't going to play fall ball, you ain't going to play uh, winter ball or summer ball. Right. You ain't playing spring ball. Okay. And that's just the decision you have to make and, and decide, you know, what, what's important, you know, and, and that may be important to people. And that's, and to me, that's totally fine. Like I, I, I agree. I've never put a timeline, but I like, I kind of how you said that is just like developmentally uh, that, that middle school puberty age, you've kind of done what we've talked about. It's like, you've spent a lot of time playing a lot of, uh, different sports and doing a lot of different movements. And then now all of a sudden, you, you know, you've declared that like I can hit a baseball 350 feet, whatever now. And so like, okay, well maybe I'll, I'll focus a little bit more on that. Um, 350 feet. That's right. That's a long way. Right. Either yard. There's a yards. No, no, that's a 300 yards to be here. Yeah. 350 feet. Yeah. Like feet. Yeah. Okay. That's, um, <laughs> I started, I started mixing golf and uh, golf and baseball. I was like, wait, is it 350 yards? No. Um, yeah. And and again, I, I say all this thing. This is just uh, stuff that Lauren and I've talked about before. It's not, it's not uh, that we're, you know, criticizing anybody else for it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll do don't... it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Here's the deal, man. Uh, <laughs> Your chances of being a professional athlete is so low. It's, so low. And like you said, even if you make it to the, and especially in a sport like baseball, it's like, even if you make it to, to some level of professionalism, it's like the chance of you being able to do it at a high level for a long period of time and, and actually make a, co- a true career out of it is astronomically low. And so it's, yeah. And, and, the, and football is special in that way. And that we don't have a development league. You're either, you're right. either here or you're not. I mean, like right. they're trying the USFL and, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, it, you know, baseball, it is a grind to get to. Yeah. I mean, you can be the first overall pick and nobody's going to see you for two years. Like, you know, and much less said about the guys that come up through single A, triple A, all that stuff. And uh, the same thing. I mean, golf is a grind. I mean, every, I mean, like 
you can play college golf and, and stuff and, and do well there, but then you're going to start hitting tours and you've got to pay for yourself until you win. You know, it's just, it's so hard. And I, and well, I know I, I kind of speak from a place of, uh, I guess ironic to say that because like I, I had no business. I mean, you knew me in high school, played with me, playing on the same field. Like if you had to bet on somebody that was going to play 13 years in the NFL, it would not have been me. I can promise you that. Yeah. And it just, I found a niche of like where I can, you know, you know, uh, fool people long enough to, to give me a paycheck. Well, yeah, I think the, it's like, well, when I think of my kids is like one, I want to protect them from finding their identity in the sport. I want them to enjoy sport. I want them to stream their bodies well. I want them to love their bodies for what it can do, but I don't want them to get burned out. I don't want them to find all of their identity in a single sport. I also don't want them to think that like, this is other foolish things like sports is a terrible uh, long-term investment for college. Like all the, all the money you're putting into sport, you just put it into a, literally you can just put it into bonds. And by the time you get to eight, yeah. you know, 18, you're going to yeah. have, you're going to have the money yeah. you need. And yeah. likewise, it's not, it's not really a great investment for wealth either. Like don't get me wrong. There's plenty of professional athletes that make, that are wealthy, but, you can make a significantly more, you can make more money than most professional athletes being a professional in another arena, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, over a lifetime. Yes. There are people yeah. who make absurd amounts of money, but they're few and far between. Uh, so it's just yeah. like, it's just like this silly idea that like, well, my kid's best chance for college is to go into sport. My kid's best chance at like a, uh, of like, taking care of them, themselves financially as being a professional athlete. I'm like, it, it's like you, that's a, <laughs> that's not the case. That's <laughs> that, that is not the case. That is not the case. Cause I mean, you even, I mean, even guys that make it to this level, it, it can be too much for them sometimes. And so like, it might be, yeah, that's a, that's a nice idea that like, you know, you get to that point, but at the same time, you know, you, you know, the, then you get to that point and some people, they, they squander the opportunity too. So like, if you're not learning, and I think what you're touching on is, is, is discipline. I mean, it, it does boil down to discipline of, you know, like, have you taught, uh, not only athletic skills and, and, um, athletic prowess, uh, but have you taught it like, uh, life discipline of like, and, you know, spend your money wisely and not spending more than you have and, and that kind of thing. And, um, those are some of the things that I, that I, I can't brag on my parents enough about what they taught me and, and how to, and how to work hard and care about what you do. And I think, uh, I think if you, if you do that, um, and look for ways to be better, whether it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, if you, uh, I've heard this saying and it's cliche, but you, you do one thing like you do, you do everything like you do one thing, I think is what it is, or maybe it's the other way around, but um anyway you you care about like you take pride in your work and i think where when you when you do that uh it bleeds into every area of your life if you're doing the most mundane task you're like i'm i'm gonna be great at uh vacuuming this floor right now like i mean it's just i'm gonna find the best way to vacuum this floor so there's no way that there's a speck of dust on this on this floor and and it just i think when you approach things that way 
uh, and you try and be great at that way, you're, you're going to excel in a lot of things. And so I know we're touching on more than sports right now, but it's just an overall uh, discipline of caring about what caring about what you're doing. Yeah. In the moment. Okay. So yeah, I think we both are kind of coming from the standpoint of like, man, like I want my kids, I want my kids to experience sport in a way that brings joy to their lives that, uh, that we can have fun with as a family that, uh, they're not, a, they're, they're not, you know, another thing is like, I was like, you only get one chance to be a kid and I don't want to steal that opportunity from them when right. they look back and they go, they go, maybe they play baseball their entire lives and they probably get into college and they just get burned out and they quit at baseball at 19. You're like, man, was, was sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade summers giving those up and losing that opportunity to go out and do vacations as a family. Was it worth that? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I was touching on too. Absolutely. I agree. Like probably not worth it. Like, like that's not to say I will give my kids the opportunity to develop into the best athletes possible, but like I'm, I'm also there to protect them against going too down, too far down the road. So uh, expose them to, 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 to sport, let them find join them, let them play multiple sports, use it as a, is a framework for like preparing them for life. Um, mm -hmm. But then at some point, at some point they may go, you're pretty damn good at this. <laughs> and now it's time to specialize a little bit. Yeah. So like, how did, how was that transition for you? Cause at some point you realize like, man, I might be able to go and do this in college. Yeah. Uh, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of just, happened it unfolded in a way that uh i really couldn't have expected so i was did a bit ignorant in middle school when yeah did you start long snapping day From one beginning of, okay of the beginning and and you know something that i've learned from that is uh picking up stuff a little bit at a time um so when i when i first started playing football i uh, coach lined everybody up and tried out long snapping my dad happened to be there helped me uh kind of figure out that i was decent enough at it to, to do it that year so i played that year next year coach asks hey who's long snap before can anybody long snap yeah i have got a little bit better at it that year the following year and so on and so forth and until uh high school you know i competed with uh patrick jay when we were juniors ended up win winning the job um a little bit into the season uh and and took it from there and, and got recruited by Tennessee. Uh, going into my senior year, or maybe how did they hear about? Year. How did how did they know about you? Like how did Tennessee so I about I went to their I went to their uh, football camp, and that's what I encourage okay. a lot of young snappers and specialists and stuff like to to do is, you know, a lot of the big camps are great, but some of the colleges don't show up for that. But if you go to a college that they often host, you know, specialist camp or football camps and stuff like they like those are there to help you to a degree, but at the same time they're entirely selfish recruiting camps. I mean, like they need to find their next guy. Yeah. Uh, and so kind of trying to set your part, set yourself apart in, in those camps. I think that's what I did. And you know, I, there were low numbers at the time when I went, there were uh, four the first year and I think maybe six or eight the next year. And so it was pretty easy to see that like I was uh, developing pretty quickly that, you know, throwing rainbows the first year I went in and I started throwing a little bit, a little bit faster the next year. And I had enough of a frame. Coach Palmer used to say that I, I showed up to Tennessee with a big butt and skinny legs uh, and that's it. But um, 
you know, I, I had the framework to develop into, um, uh, in, in, to develop in the, into the athlete that, that, that I eventually became at Tennessee. I say athlete loosely, but, uh, but, uh, there was, there was a time there where I realized like, okay, this is going to allow me to, to, to continue to, to play and do something that I love to do, which is, you know, play a sport, play, be on a team, feel like I belong to something, um, uh, you know, athletically and, and, and what, what it's taught me in is how to, how to be good at something, how to get good at something. And it doesn't all come at once. Uh, it, it comes through intentional, uh, daily, uh, if not weekly or whatever, uh, focus and, and, and on your skill set. Uh, so I think, applying it to other areas of, of my life. I've, I am trying to learn Spanish right now. I'm, I'm trying, trying to learn the guitar and I'm not just like, I got to be a rock star in two weeks. I know uh, I got a couple chords. That's about it. I got a couple riffs that just keep me interested in it. But um, I know but a guy who plays guitar. There you go. I know it plays it well, <laughs> but, but but that's, that's my point. I'm not trying to be a master at it in, in, overnight I, I just like okay if i pick up a skill i pick up a riff on the guitar i pick up a word or a phrase in spanish here and there you know eventually in maybe 10 years all i might be i might be better at it or i might be able to understand people better um but it's 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 that gradual to me what's taught me the most what long snapping has taught me the, the most is that you know a gradual intentional uh, practice of a skill set will, will, uh, eventually yield, uh, huge, uh, benefits. I mean, it's, it's a biblical principle of, you know, reap, reap what you sow, you know, and, and if you, if you sow daily and intentional, uh, discipline and skill set, you talk to you, you talk to me all the time about how you you're reading, you're, you've gotten so good at, at reading and, and at writing um uh over over the time that we've been working together and it's very clear because you you practice it very you know very often and so you know you're not all of a sudden going to be a great writer you've gotten good at it because you practiced it and worked on it and and it's very clear when it comes to through for your work uh final question i'll let you go so it was kind of like later on in your high school career where you really started kind of like developing this skill of long snapping. Like you, you did it. You were a long snapper, but it wasn't until you started like going to these camps, kind of recognizing, ah, this is a skill I can get better at. And then what you probably found is like over the years, like every forward, every step forward allows you a new framework to then get better at it. Like you don't really know how to get good at long snapping your first year of long snapping. It probably takes like 10 years of long snapping to really be like, Now I really understand this craft and now yeah. I know what it takes to kind of get better. But do you like, do you think at all it would have been beneficial for you to, to have worked on that skill more earlier? Like, do you think you would be a better long snapper now if you had started two years before? Or do you think you, you t- it just timed up, right? Like it was like you needed to be, that junior senior in high school or like be in college, like you had to be at that like level of maturity yeah. to then be able to like take the yeah. new knowledge. I think the only way, and this is not to say that I don't have plenty of room for improvement. The only 
way that I can see that I, if you if you want to call it regret or wish that I had like done something differently, is that I would have had if I would have done more skill sets. I don't think I would have had to. I don't think I needed to start sooner on long snapping. I could, really couldn't have started sooner, but I and I really, um, I I really didn't start focusing on it like you said until senior year. But I had already built that framework. What I wish that I had done and done better of is building other skills. Um, I think of wrestling. I think I could be a better long snapper had I wrestled in, in high school, had I learned body control, had I learned uh, a proper eating and fitness habit earlier. Um, you know, that that's the kind of thing I look at all the other skill sets and I'm not saying it just because that's what we're talking about. I truly believe like I'd probably get pushed around a little less if I had a little more weight on me, if I had, um, you know, a better, you know, squat number, I guess, or, or, or just like generally learned nutrition better. Um, it's something that everybody can learn at an early age and why we don't teach that in schools still blows my mind. Like why, uh, why are some classes required that, um, that while valuable aren't, aren't, we're not going to use those on a daily life. But if you, if you learn nutrition from an early age, uh, a good, healthy nutrition from an early age, you're going to carry that and it's going to lengthen your life. Um, I wish I had done those types of things earlier. I don't think I would be a better long snapper just by starting long snapping earlier. Same things. Like I, I developed skills that I use in, in long snapping through baseball, through basketball, running down the field, using space and stuff. Uh, uh, offensive line. I played offensive line when I was in high school. And so being able to block uh, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. That, yeah. To, to that point, I, I don't think I would, have started long snapping earlier, specializing earlier would have done me any good whatsoever. It would have, I would have much rather pick other skills that I could have gotten better yeah. at. It's like your, your, your overall performance and peak is, is, is not necessarily determined by your specific skill or currently it's not limited by your specific skill set. You've maxed that out. The yeah. thing you're like, I wish I had done more of was build that like, General Other base. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I build yeah. that general base yeah. better, better. I would have, I would be a, a higher level because I've already maxed out the SPP. Yeah. It's easy Why to all? pick on baseball a little bit because it, it, it can be, it tends itself to be more specialized. But I mean, you, you look at a, at a, at a pitcher, you know, a pitcher might be able to throw, you know, 90 miles an hour or something. But if he had learned early on uh, how to find, how to find a, a a better base from the pitching mound. You know, he might be able to throw another five miles per hour. So like, again, I'm not trying to pick on, on baseball, but just learning those skill sets earlier and not uh, getting burnt out on how many baseball games you play now hitting a curveball, That might be the case. Like you might need to practice hitting curveballs as, as often as possible, but, uh, but yeah, I, I again, can't emphasize enough more, more skill sets, the better. Love it, man. Well, I know you got to go. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yeah, man. Y'all go have Happy a good uh, practice tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll see you soon, bud. Okay, bud. Enjoyed it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.